Radio TRO is in search of sponsors. Sponsors get a detailed product mention at the beginning of every episode in our catalog. You can submit your own advertisement or we can read one for you. Visit email.tro.bike and contact us directly to learn more. Hey folks, Maggie Dean here, just reaching out to tell you about a couple of great tours we have coming up. One is for the newbies and the other for the seasoned curve carvers. If you're new to motorcycle touring, check out the LMCT, Lake Michigan Circle Tour, which takes place from Sunday, July 14th to Saturday, July 20th. It's a beginner-friendly scenic bike tour around Lake Michigan with all the planning and organizing done for you. It's ideal for couples, three-wheel riders, and small groups. It offers a balanced mix of fun curves, beautiful scenery, and rest stops. If you've always wanted to go on a small group motorcycle tour but have yet to do so, this tour is for you. And for all you rabid twisty travelers, check out TRO's Wisco Disco Tour. Based in Wisconsin, this tour is perfect for experienced riders visiting as much of the Driftless area as possible over three days. Our well-vetted routes are pre-planned, so just take the time off and join us. It's a great opportunity to ride in an intimate setting away from the solo digital world. Tiro's Wisco Disco Tour launches Wednesday, August 7th, and concludes Sunday, August 11th. Again, that's two tours approaching. Visit tiro.bike, mouse over events, and select group tours to learn more. Hello, everybody. I am Robin Dean. I'm Travis Burleson. And I'm Tim Clark. And this is the Riding Obsession Podcast. Jazzy music. Jazzy music. Joining us today is Tom Burns, a writer for the site who's taking part as we discuss Chicago's 2019 Progressive International Motorcycle Show. If you like uh, avocado toast and destroying um, certain industries, then it's totes amazeballs. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're not of that uh, prestigious uh, uh, age group, then it's really good and you should try it out. Visit the group tours link, which is anchored under events in our navigation menu. Uh, announcements and corrections, etc. The only thing I want to announce is that, man, the electric bike industry is popping up. Just as we finished that last podcast, not that it was any influence, but Zero Motorcycles just announced their newest street model, the SR-F. It's 110 horsepower, 140 foot-pounds of torque. And then Buell just started Fuel, which is an electric bike company, or he's working with somebody. Yes, I saw the announcement, but I didn't see what the partner was. Yeah, I haven't had time to, to do the dig deep on it, but uh, yeah, he's got a new, which I mean, his, his engineering capability is, has always been a leap ahead of everyone else. So. It was stupefying. And the, the willingness to like do something different. Sure, yeah. Well, you know, so like, keep an eye on this. We're going to probably do an article write-up about the current status of the electric motorcycle industry, and uh, we'll get to that eventually, because that's not what this episode's about. This episode is about, well, before we begin, let's welcome Tom Burns to the show. Tom. Hey. What's going on, man? So last I heard, you were looking into a ZX-1000 valve inspection. How's that? Uh, ninja. Ninja, whatever. 
How's that and motorcycling in general been for you this month, sir? Talk to us. A motorcycle is still chilling under a blanket. Oh, yeah? Remains untouched this winter. Okay. All right. Uh, the weather's been garbage in the Midwest this winter, so yeah, no no faults there. The weather's been garbage. My head's been garbage with allergies, and uh, yeah, it's been cold. You know, I've got a kerosene heater out there. I've got a little, uh, what call those, uh, I forget, another little space heater. The and, ETs? Uh, I haven't even turned them on. I don't even want to go out in the cold to get there and wait for it to warm up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm so with you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, it's good. To, we're really glad to have you on the show, and I'm really glad that you're writing for the site regularly uh, for the past year or so. It's been good to have your content. Uh, you know, with that, Travis, what about you, man? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, not too much. I mean, definitely we're in the depths of the, the winter here in, uh, in the Midwest and this season has been especially record lows, record precipitation. It's been kind of a nightmare, you know, we'll get 10 below and then it'll jump to 40 for a day in rain and then it'll go back to 10 below and freeze and it's <laughs> been total garbage. Um, I know my friends up in the UP are literally buried, you know, we're talking hundreds of inches of snow. Right. Um, wow. I've seen, yeah, there's a couple of uh, s some of my old professors up there posted a picture from a gig where it was a parking lot and there was a snowbank was about four stories. Good grief. I mean, that was wow. like, a, that was like, they just, they used front end loaders to stack this stuff up to clear the parking lot. Oh, um, sure. But another, another professor, it was just his driveway and it was, it was over his head. It was 10 feet of snow by the time he snow bloated out. So you get in and out of his garage, you know? So it's, uh, that's up north. Here, it's not quite so bad other than the ice. You know, I was chipping three, four inches of ice off my sidewalk uh, the other, last week or so. Um, but other than that, I've been playing music more, so that's good. Uh, I'm searching for a drummer for both of my, both of my groups that I got going on, uh, which has been a nightmare because Craigslist. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, there's a lot of like, hey, man, I'm totally down for this. Cool, here's the songs we're doing. Silence. Or like, oh, wow, that's cool. Let's meet. We meet. And then, oh, cool. I'd like the stuff you're doing. And then like, oh, sorry, man, I can't do it. Um, so, you know, but I've had a couple of nibbles, so that might come together. Uh, so that's been good. I'm in a Clash cover band now. Nice. Um, so we're doing mostly Clash stuff. We're going to maybe branch out to some other early punk, Sex Pistols, maybe some Dead Kennedys. Are you wearing like a second bass strap so that bass is like down by your knees? Well, no, they didn't, they didn't play like that, man. This isn't like, this isn't like, Corn. Oh well, <laughs> I wasn't really comparing it to corn. I just remember that Sid Vicious wasn't exactly high and tight. Uh, he was high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and we're and we're focusing mostly on earlier earlier class stuff too. Um, but uh, the um, I did dye my hair red. You're speaking to the right audience because we got Tom Burns on the show right now, and he is he knows music that I need to sit down. He if anybody's got a doctorate in punk. That guy's got the doctorate in punk. Yeah, I don't know There's, about all that, but uh, my ears perked up when I heard Dead Kennedys, too. I knew you do doing the Clash covers, but uh, that's yeah, we're, impressive. Dead Kennedys is not easy to pull off. Yeah, we're running out of kind of Clash stuff we want, because, like, the Clash were, they weren't the Sex Pistols. You know, the Sex Pistols were, like, all about being different and being controversial, where the Clash were a little more about having a message, but also being musicians. So... Um, yeah, their later stuff got 70s. Um, you know, there was, I mean, Rock the Casbah. If you take the, like, the way, the way he sings out of it, it's a disco tune. It's kind of a poppy right? tune, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, they had they they had a lot of influences. And they and they did some they did some kind of stuff that's straight up disco. So we're kind of avoiding that. Tom is one of those guys where like every time I learn about a new band, I get deep into it. Screaming females, you know, Bob Theata, a good guy. He hit me to Screaming Females, and Tom was like, "Oh yeah, I heard they were going to be in town." You know, like what? You know, I I'm never going to be the trendsetter. But I am always going to know the people that I'm glad I know because they are way ahead of the curve, you know? Yeah. Well, you know this is a late winter motorcycle podcast because we're talking about music. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's been my, uh, my sort of space. I've, I've uh, rearranged the rehearsal space in my basement. Um, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for Harbor Freight to send me the flyer with the super, the super coupon for moving blankets. <laughs> um, so I went and I brought the whole catalog in. So he just scanned the coupon and let me keep the catalog. So I, then I went back later that afternoon <laughs> and bought, so I bought, it was, it was like the moving blankets were like, they were $3 a piece with a seven limit seven. So I went in the morning, oh, brought the whole catalog and then he just scanned the coupon, gave me the whole catalog back. I went back <laughs> in the afternoon and bought another seven. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That is beautiful. so. So my big concrete box of a basement. I hung up moving blankets and moved some stuff. Moved the freezers out of the way and moved the piano and the desk. Robin's piano, which doesn't have any beverages on it. Robin, you'll be pleased to know. Thank you very much. Um, and then hung blankets up on the on the uh, floor joists to kind of sound insulate and make like a room. And then they also had a coupon for like the the cool little patio lights. I hung some of those up. And uh, made some more room, so I got a nice little rehearsal space with Robin's drum kit. Thank you again, Robin. No problem. I will not let any heavy hitters play on your cymbals. Thank you. Uh, though my friend Nick did tune and rehead your snare drum. I trust Nick. Nick is a badass. He's he's a solid um, player. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's always been good. So um, I mean, my one of my oldest friends. He's been a drummer since the sixth grade. Yeah, he's a bad man. Um. So. Um, yeah, so that's my thing. I got the rehearsal space set up. I got the the Clash cover group. I got uh, my my band Four String, the F O R E String. If you want to check this, check us out on the Instagrams or whatever. Um, yeah, and we do punk kind of folky covers of punk tunes. Um, so that's pretty uh, pretty nice. cool. We're working on that. Some more later stuff, nineties, two thousands kind of punk. But um, yeah, that's kind of that jam. And then uh, what else has been going on? Yeah, it's just been cold and terrible. Like I've been just trying to keep. Keep the bikes on the tenders. I keep my halogen work lamps running in the garage to keep the negative fifteen temps away. Um, and uh, and that's about it. <laughs> that's about it for my <laughs> month. It's just been playing music and uh, and uh, waiting for the waiting for the melt. Um, Tim, what what else have you been up to since uh, since we last got on the the podcast? Oh, it's been a busy month. I. Besides going to Chicago for IMS, I also went to Milwaukee for the Flat Out Friday, which is part of the Mama Tried motorcycle show. Damn scary. Yeah, I heard that's I heard that's really really cool. Yeah, it is way more of a custom builder show than IMS. You know, IMS the custom builds is kind of a sh- sideshow. There'll yeah. be a bikes in the aisle and you can vote on them but from the thing is i have actually never been to the mama tried show myself i just went to the flat track friday which is indoor flat track or flat out friday indoor flat track racing was there was there a moped 
category? Yes. Yes, yes there was. <laughs> that was it, a swarm of angry bees. It was some of the best racing I have seen in the small bike category. Slow is fast, man. <laughs> Slow is fast. It's and it's just rough neck to neck. You know, they're bumping into each other, they're crashing their bikes, getting back up and riding more. It's just a lot of fun. So I can actually bring up a photo of some of that stuff. I did take pictures did I? No, I didn't take my I didn't bring my nice camera in, so I didn't I didn't get really anything nice. I just got a couple things on the iPhone when we were there, but um Sylvia came with me and really enjoyed seeing the races and she went through IMS with me and held some of the extra camera gear while I was strolling around and uh, let's see other than that let me think a couple big things went to New Mexico for a visit to Sylvia's family and I got my first opportunity to fly an airplane oh so, yum oh it was fantastic so her mom married a guy who was a pilot he's been flying since he was in the air force and he's 80 something now 84 i think nice. so he's been flying for over 60 years and he he was just like yeah i'm gonna take you down to the let's go down to the hangar and i'll show you what i've got and i'm just i'm on i'm on board for the ride i'm like oh yeah show me what show me what's in the hangar so he's got a he's got four a- airplanes in the hangar in various States of completion. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. So man. he he bought an old biplane and he's almost done rebuilding that. He's got another one that's just a shell and a skin on some wings and a pile of parts. So then, what did you guys jump into? Is a, a it's a Piper Cherokee, if I remember correctly. I'm totally lost what the plane was i can show you the That's picture a of it single here engine in just a moment it's a single engine aircraft um kind of like a cessna but a, bit, a little bit more aerodynamic um, yeah the pipers yeah just uh you know who would know is nick uh nick blackowski would would be fully aware of all of that <laughs> yeah. yeah or so we've got I, to, I don't usually show people all of this because i take a lot of photos so <laughs> not very many people get Full it's the access raw, to everything. Yeah, it's the raw dump. It's the it's the this is all the garbage and the the ten percent that makes it to something is yes because that's how photography actually works. Boom. All right, so that is the the plane. Well, that's nice. So it's we like, got it's like in a, there. Yeah, the wings are below the fuse, so it's not the wings aren't uh, on top of the fuselage like a Cessna. It's it's for yep. a little more a little more aerodynamic. Yeah. Yep, and the the tips are up higher than the base of the wing which gives it a lot more stability and, beha- and behaves a lot better. So we went but up. Still, it's still he, a fixed he did wheel. The I can see the, the guards over the wheel. Yeah, the aerodynamic yep. things over the wheels, fixed wheel. Yeah. So five minutes after getting up in the air, says, all right, you're stick. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, oh, okay, and kind of timidly grabbed the, the controls and, yeah, and he let me fly it for about 50 minutes, and we were up over the mountains, kind of the, some of the smaller ones. We kind of peeked around Sandia Peak so we could see Albuquerque, and we didn't go into that valley. We didn't want to in, in, get in on their airspace. And uh, 
but that was super cool. So I can show you a real quick picture of this is the biplane oh, that is almost ready. Yeah, it's just tandem a beautiful machine. Yeah, you need a machine yep. gun on the back. Yeah. Sorry, Open son. Cockpit. Sorry, son. They got us. <laughs> yeah, it just it is World War One era awesomeness. And I don't even know if I've gotten so they're like there's the third airplane's motor. Oh yeah, look at that, it's a Subaru motor. Yep. <laughs> a flat four. So that was a super cool experience. I he let me control everything. And a push look how long those push rods are. Yeah. Oh yeah, like twelve inch. Or is that is that like an F head? No, can't remember. I didn't get any of the details on it. It was like he was doing the pre-flight checklist, and I'm running around taking pictures. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not. That's not a rotary. Nope. Flat four. No, it's a, it's a it's a flat four. It's a overhead valve. It might be a it might be a an F head or something weird like that. Just like looking at the the way the head assembly is. Tom, how you doing I, back there, man? <laughs> I'm all right, man. I'm just I'm just checking it out. So, so did yeah. you have any training, or, or he just like said, grab the stick and fly this thing? He was uh, Air Force when he was young, and I, th- me? Did you have any training, or did he just say? No, he just gave me the stick yeah. and said, go, and like talked me through it as we did it. Tom, yeah, fly, I'll tell you what, man. Fly, not, flying a plane is easy. Everything else I've been in is hard. Taking off, yeah. When, <laughs> yes. You know, so my mom dated an Air Force trainer pilot for a while, the guy that would teach you how to land on aircraft carriers. And he took wow. us, me and a buddy up when we were like 11 and 12 years old. And he was like, he handed us, he handed us the stick. Very first thing my buddy did was shove it into a nosedive. But, <laughs> but you know, in the end, I mean, the man teaches new pilots how to land on a very small piece of property. He was ready for any mistake we were going to make. So when you have a good pilot with you, like you said, he was Air Force. It didn't matter if you ended up in a, uh, in a, in a flat spin, he was going to get you out of it. Well, and your yes. co-pilot's got a yoke, too, and it's... I mean, though, too, landing on aircraft, it's anything like any, Top Gun, the NES game, it's basically <laughs> impossible. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... He just kind of talked me through all the controls, and I was surprised at, like, how timid I was to lean the plane over into a banked turn. It, it just was a little spooky. I'm not... It, I was... Going so gently into the corners that, like, I wasn't really feeling pressure like I was banking into the corners. I'm just feeling the t- plane tilt. Yeah. So it was a little unnerving. Yeah, well, that's, like, if you actually want that, like, motorcycle-style, like, centripetal, like, push you down into the seat, you have to, like... Pull up, to, pull you, back. Yeah, 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 you have to you have to kick the plane over and then and then go up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Even though up is sideways. Sideways. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I'm That's pretty fun. I'm just gonna scroll through here for a moment and see if I can find one of the other pictures. But Hurry so, up, Tim. We got a topic to get to. You better believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can what? see I take a lot of photos here. This is Yeah, man, you got a problem. A concert I went to. Well anything unneeded is what the editor is for. Well, yeah, thanks, Trav. No, this is in you. This no. is when he was in New Mexico. Oh, now that was a guy named Corey Wong, and that was a really good concert. Well, these photos are beautiful. That, oh, that's Chicago. No, it's Milwaukee. This is Illinois Beach. Oh, that's cool. As we stayed at the hotel in the state park on the way down. 
All right. Yeah. So let's uh get back to the uh, other stuff. So that was the big thing. Got to fly. Went to flat out Friday. Um, I installed airbags in the truck. Um, the airbag load supports. Yes, sir. So I got them in. I got. I just put them in the 350 too. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the instructions were horrible, <laughs> and the instructions were wrong. IKEA airbags. So they're made by Firestone, and really the only problem I had was that every bolt that they had you install, they had you install it backwards, <laughs> because. I, you guys would back me up on like, this. Like, like from the top torque, where you can't actually get a wrench in there or whatever. Right. You torque the nut, not the bolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They set it up so it was the opposite <laughs> in their instructions. You could not access the nut the way they had you install it. So, and it's blind. It's a horrible reach. Like I'm hugging the, the, the wheel carrier assembly, trying to reach something behind the frame rail. I can't yeah. see what I'm doing at all. It took, With a torque wrench. Yeah, and it took forever. It was freezing cold. I actually like had the uh, kerosene heater ro- roaring full blast. And I probably was getting a little bit of carbon monoxide poisoning. I came in with a headache and some nausea. But I finished the goddamn job. Congratulations. So, yes. Joys of working in the... uh, It's an insulated garage now, but it is unattached. So there's no heat from the house leaching into it. So, it's cold. It's a concrete slab in the Wisconsin tundra with, yeah, with insulation and drywall and OSB. Oh, yeah. And the, the other fun thing is that the heated air was making the cold metal sweat. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the dank. S- yeah. The, the cold that metal sweating actually melted or mixed with the road salt that was coating the truck. Uh, so it was dripping super salty water on me that's horrible <laughs> it was, it's bad for it your kinda, bikes it was kind of miserable work yeah yeah but yeah so and then but yeah ims that was the big deal for motorcycling stuff for me at some point i'm going to tear apart the africa twin and change the air filters but i haven't gotten to it i don't we're, we're gonna talk about i am waiting until it to be episodes. tolerable yeah well hey yeah, adv rider forum Winner, uh, Madison Meetup. Let's make it happen. Yes, we do need to get that happening. Um, get Jody and Jody's on. Tim over and some of the other guys. Yeah. but that's So that's my thing until we get into the big topic. So, Robin, how about you? Tell me what's going on on the camping adventures. Well, okay, no camping adventures. We have a rolling earthquake of a house that uh, we drive around places. Um Let's see here. I have no recollection of any bad weather, so I'm sorry to say that because I know you guys are suffering. Um, I do, however, miss you guys. I miss riding with you guys because my summer never ended. We basically ditched the cold weather and are down here now. So 
while everybody that I care about is suffering in the North, I joke and say that I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at you, Tom. I am laughing at you, <laughs> Tim, Travis, at you. Don't yes, worry. Yes. You're, you're victims. Um, uh, you know, I, basically, the last time you heard from us, we were probably in Dripping Springs, Texas. And then we went to uh, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. And within the Truth or Consequences area, we were in Elephant Butte, which looks like elephant butt, which is hot and sexy by uh, 90s standards. Anyhow, um, point is... Uh, Truth, Consequences, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, which changed its name to that based on a game show. We spent a month there um, because it's freaking beautiful. It's right next to the spaceport, which is where Virgin is developing their space tourism platform. They are renters. At, they are tenants at that location. We got to tour it, which is pretty cool. Uh, Maggie Dean jumped into the the uh, G4 simulator, the training simulator that can go up to like five or six G she did too, uh, which was entertaining enough. You could probably see that video if you look us up on uh, YouTube. So we spent a month there, the roads there. I will say that in truth or consequence, New Mexico, there are three, maybe four, let's call it three incredible riding routes. One is short. It goes out to the spaceport. One is incredibly long it goes from truth or consequence to silver city that is through gila national forest it is drop jaw beautiful and it was my regular go-to if i felt like having a day trip i would work i would work i would work and then i would take a day and be like i'm gonna go and take a little ride i'd ride to silver city on this stupefyingly beautiful ride uh that's uh, let's see it's route 152 152 from truth or consequence to silver city now north of there through Gila National Forest, is the 59-52 combination. It is also a, uh, it's a national forest road, but the difference is it's, no, it's nowhere near as high traffic. It's pavement that becomes dirt. So it's not maintained. And even the paved section, the video that I'm going to present, the article that I'm going to present for that route is all about hazards. That you'd be riding this long straight on 52, and it would it would say, hey, 30 miles per hour. Uh, I'd be like, well, I don't see a turn anywhere. I'm doing like 70, or the speed limit, of course. And then all of a sudden, you're just in the air, because it's not that there's a curve coming up. The road is just goes to a steep cliff. And, and you can see across like it's, a, like it's a Mad Magazine fold-out. You know what I'm saying? So, incredible riding there. But uh, that would be the hazard route. That'd be the let's practice my safety technique route. And then there was like a small route local that, uh, w like I said, went to the spaceport. It was pretty beautiful. Um, and so we spent a month there in total serene seclusion at uh, a beautiful park that was on these incredible side-by-side uh, -side and dirt bike ADV trails. Um, there is so much dirt riding there. It's everywhere. Uh, so I was lucky that I picked a spot where we had enough street riding that I could get my jollies. And then, uh, we, you know, after that we packed it up and now we're in Tucson, Arizona. So I think about like out West is there's so much more like off road and like public land to be had out West than there is in the Midwest and especially East coast. But like, you know, Wisconsin, there's no public land to use. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they were going to have a rally, a side by side rally for wildcats and all those, whatever those vehicles are. Uh, as we were leaving uh, and we kind of high-fived everybody and, and pulled out. Um, 
But here in Tucson, it's a little bit different. It's the opposite. The serenity, the seclusion, the rural feel, that is out the window. We It took us three days to set up here in Tucson because everybody is so friendly and there's so many of them. They just want to walk up and talk to you and ask you how you're doing, which, what, what, are, what are you doing, who are you, and they just want to get to know you. So as it turns out, I'm going to be able to get a little bit of work done because surprisingly, there's really not as much writing here. I mean, I've got one route that I've tried. Uh, actually, I did two routes, but the route that goes up Mount Lemon is through downtown Tucson, which there is no outer belt. So I had to kind of go through the downtown there and, and pick it up. It's a beautiful ride, but it's high traffic because it goes to three count three resorts at the top of the hill. So, wow. you know, so far I'm figuring it out, but there's really not as much street opportunity here in Tucson as there might be in maybe Phoenix. If that in the end, you know, we came here to honestly, we came here to visit my folks. Like, we came here to visit my folks who are up in Phoenix, which is why we parked about two hours away from them. So we didn't have to visit them too often. Perfect. At any rate, that uh, that is uh, that's the mess. Um, yeah, there's which, a there's a YouTuber that I like uh, that she does car stuff. Former Air Force mechanic does uh, car YouTube stuff. Uh, Sarah in tuned, um, <laughs> but she's out of Tucson. If you want to check out her channel, yeah, might hit her up see if she wants to do some motorcycle stuff. That'd be cool. It'd be a good interview while we're here. I'd, you know, that's something we need to start doing uh, if we're going to be traveling this much is to make sure we interview people that are local. Just to get the feel and the vibe, that'd, that'd be kind of fun. Which brings me to our guest interview um, in the outline here. Uh, this being our annual IMS special, there is no interview for this month, but we'd love to hear your motorcycle story. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, you can reach out to us, uh, podcast at theridingobsession.com, or record your thoughts to an app like Alphonic for Android and iPhone. It's spelled A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C. Upload the resulting file to SoundCloud. And email us the link. We'll uh, polish things up before featuring your tale and your voice and your words. Now, <clears throat> the outline is out the window. Tom, Tim, you guys both mm-hmm. attended. You know, usually this is me and Travis. And t- uh, Tim, you went the, the past two years. Uh, now it's Tom and Tim are running the show. You guys argue, argue your way through it. What did you guys see? Well, I'm going to sit back and sip my wine and make a fool of myself or yourself, whatever. <laughs> well, first of all, I was, since Tim already mentioned Mama Tried and Flat Track Friday, I was disappointed it was the same weekend. Because I've, I've yet to get to Flat Track Friday. I've been to Mama Tried on a Sunday because that's easy to do. But um, I like to do the IMS on Friday because I can get off work, you know, 2.30 and hit it when it's not packed. And, and yeah. uh, Friday is the way I like to attack it. And uh, I, can't, I couldn't do that and Flat Out Friday. Maybe I could have, but that would have been crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I really wish they hadn't done them the same day, but you know, they don't talk to each other for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the things that I was a little sad is sometimes Chicago's IMS is kind of late in the season for the, the show circuit. So we don't get to see all the new stuff. You know, some of the stuff that's getting announced as the tour is happening. So, you know, I was really excited, you know, even though you know, Harley is not usually high on my list of things to see. But this year I wanted to see the live wire. I wanted to sit on it. I wanted to, because we'd been chatting about it and chatting about the electric motorcycles. I really wanted to get a feel for not just the live wire, but I 
really actually I'm kind of excited about some of the small electric vehicles they're they've got in the concept phase right now they've got a one that looks halfway between a dirt bike and an electric mountain bike they've got a scooter one and none of that was there oh it's um yep so you're, you're you're telling me Harley is failing to effectively market their non-vintage style cruiser line? That would be an accurate statement. Okay. Although they did have their um their custom Harley Davidson branded trucks. They had two of those and I actually talked to the guy for quite a while and he gave me a press kit. <laughs> Which was a treat because I'd never been given a press kit of you anything. Know, it is amazing. It's amazing how little I give a shit about that. Like, <laughs> my God. Well, well, here's the thing you gotta remember. Excuse my snort. The markup on licensing is 100%. Holy. Right? The marketing on licensing is 100%. You have to remember that. <laughs> it was. They're very expensive. They're. Very expensive F-150s. Oh, um, really? An underpowered truck that can't tow anything, really? I mean, And I got a really nice key-shaped USB stick with a Harley-Davidson logo on it. Loaded with malware. Tom, no, just loaded Tom, with, uh, I mean, is... they're Harley-Davidson photos, so they're not quite <laughs> malware, but close. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. So, I mean that's I mean um, that's the usual thing. It's like they have these concepts, like they they have people in their company making the electric mountain bikes, making the scooter, making the electric sport bike. And they're still just like, nope, we're gonna make our bread and butter off of licensing our brand. My brand 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 to brand. Ford mm-hmm. for pickup trucks. And I know <laughs> that they've had the some, on licensing is hundred percent. Yeah, I know they've had some tough years. They've been there's been a lot of news about them struggling. But I think that the bleeding's got to get a little worse before they take some serious steps to change. And they've got to work really hard and be very delicate to change their brand without alienating everyone who's bought bikes, you know, before and now. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, that's the thing. I, I mean, we've talked about this before, but, like, if you make sport bikes and you make electric mountain bikes, that's not going to stop you from selling... Uh, a soft tail heritage to to a guy who wants one right yeah. like like it's it's mutually exclusive like selling like actually like having in the showroom and like prominently displayed and trying to sell the live wire or whatever their sport bike concept was i think it's 2020 2021 that they're going to come out with that's also the adventure bike yeah the guy who's uh, pan gonna, america the, the yeah I the pan america the guy who's going to drop the the 20 grand or more on the heritage soft tail it's going to do that anyway. Like, Anybody who buys that Pan America piece of lead is, they deserve what they get. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if, it, if, it de- if it's decently. Shark? Yeah, it kind of looks like a whale the shark. The mouth of it looks like a whale shark. Well, yeah, it's that, it's that, um, <laughs> that, uh, what is that called? That's not the Milwaukee 8. Uh, they had a, they had a, they had a term for that styling motive. Um, oh. But yeah, that's, um, but that's fine. It's like, honestly, I mean, Look at a review for an R twelve hundred RS, like the best, arguably the best selling adventure motorcycle on the planet is a big heavy pig. An R twelve hundred RS, you want to back or up R1200, on that? Sorry, sorry, R twelve hundred GS. Thank you. Yeah, or R twelve fifty GS. It's like a big heavy pig of a bike. 
you know, they call it the rhino because it just kind of plows. It doesn't really like go over rough roads as much as it plows them flat. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it works, right? So, it I mean, does. It if, does. If, 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 if Harley engineers this right and releases it, it could totally work. And, and that's a premium market and they can charge a premium price. And if it's c- com- comparable. Absolutely. But, but is it going to get buelled and sit in the back of the showroom and collect dust? I'll ask Tom if it's okay to back up on this as well, but I want to back up and say that, you know, you mentioned how uh, Harley tends to have a certain, and, uh, they don't have the and in their marketing scheme. They have the, yeah. they have the only, it's like, this is what people should want. And it's only this type. There's no, we're going to add to that because there's a demand for it. They, that's where the, that's why I've always seen them as a staunch failure. They yeah. they don't allow and into the picture. It's no 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 stop wanting we we need to explain to you why you want this not that, and that's horrible. I I hate that about them, and I've said it before. I want them to succeed. I want Harley to be, but that is not how success works. You don't bark a directive at the consumer. You know, one of the things that I've been a little surprised that they don't do is open up a, well, they kind of did that with Buell. They opened up a secondary brand, but I'd almost think that it would be good to have them have a, rather than a sub, have a a parent company with Harley as a sub-brand and whatever else they're doing as a sub-brand. I think that they'd be more flexible as a company. Kind of like Polaris it, with like Victory. Exactly. Well, the not defunct Victory, yep. but like Polaris Indian. Right. That's the kind I of almost, thing I'm thinking. I feel like they would feel like victims to that, though. They they would feel like they fell they fell a notch for having taken on such a role. Yamaha tried that with Star, and oh, now yeah. that Star is defunct now, and it's just all just Yamaha. But I feel like Star being defunct doesn't mean Yamaha's not making cruises anymore. They just call them Yamahas instead of Stars. Kind of like Toyota yes. and Scion, exactly. Yep. But I feel like, yeah, with the the way that the way the Harley brand is ingrained, it might be a little better. But then that's part of the reason why the Scion brand didn't like Scion never took off. And like in America, Toyota is known as this like premium brand. But then Honda and Acura that that worked right. Like only yes. in America is Acura a brand. Everywhere else, all those Acura models are just Hondas. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So I, Tom and I had had a quick chat before, and he said that he liked to hit the hit the vendors first before going straight to the bike. So when I went and I was taking pictures, I mimicked that as well. Nice. Well, it's got it. I noticed that. I was nice. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna walk through some of our photos here, even though. I don't know if we're going to show any of these on the website, but we'll just kind of talk about it, you know, and see what kind of people you're seeing there and what kind of products you're seeing. I didn't, sadly, uh, catch everything or not everything did I actually put out there. But before you could even get there, of course, there was Confederate motorcycles along the right-hand wall. Their name freaks me out. Talk me down. All right, (laughs) Confederate. Yeah, it's... So the guys that are running it now are not the guys who started the company. The guy who is actually in this picture here in the cowboy hat. He looks Confederate as hell. He bought the rights 
and the the brand he basically bought the brand and the rights to produce Confederate motorcycles. Yeah. Well, that bike there in the picture too. It's like it was pretty well sculpted. It's got that kind of Springer, um, you know, uh, levered front oh, the, end. It's basically, the girder like a, front. Yeah, like a like a Honda Passport. Mm-hmm. But it's got that it's hover bigger. tube. The the basically the the spine is the gas tank. I remember that from the past. Actually, no. But it's just on this tube, one. Yeah. The spine is the oil. The is gas right? is in it's the belly pan. Yeah, it's yep, not big gas enough, is yeah. in the belly pan. With this thing injection. weighs like three hundred and twenty-five pounds, if I remember. Ooh, wow. Wow. For a big fatty custom cruiser, yeah, it's like it it's, is. It's, it's motocross bike. All, it is yeah. all carbon fiber and billet aluminum, other than the motor itself. It is stripped down to nothing. Fast kind of nonsense bike, and I really want to ride it. <laughs> So. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't really even see cruiser with that. It's not. It that that's more. It's more of a standard chassis. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, 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 it's naked street fighter. Bike. Like it's got seventeen inch wheels with sport rubber on it. Yeah. I would track that the side exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a strange beast, and it's some, something like sixty thousand base price. So I love those lights. I love those lights. Isn't that you know fun? what? The you little know, projector. Well, beam you know what ones? those remind me of? What? What is that? Uh, there's a thermostat. There's a thermometer <clears throat> from the you know post sixteenth century. Where oh the Galileo thermometer? Yeah, it's yeah. thing got that, that's like. Which is, I think, more of a burn. No, is it Bernoulli? No, the barometer. Um, so it's a buoyancy thing. Yes, yeah. basically, a, a, a module will fall when you're above a specific. It's yeah. very odd numbers: sixty-two point five, seventy-two point three eight. You know, it's. But it just it yeah. looks. It's got that vibe to it. Yeah, I love it. I, I think it's cool. So, <laughs> AKA, it kind of looks like a like a late two thousands BMW. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. The you know those BMWs with the uh, the big headlight and the little one always yeah. reminds me of head trauma. It's all cuckoo yeah. for cocoa puff. Well, well like, that one too with like if so you've got, got head like trauma the, the levered, and the levered front, size. the levered front fork with the shock in it, but it's got a reservoir shock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's such a goofy combination attack, and I the machine looks like billet aluminum machine on it. It's yep, really yep. cool, but I, I can't get used to that, those forks. They look like rudders. <laughs> yep. Well, I from what I understand, like the geometry of it is supposed to have a lot less freak, uh, brake dive than standard telescoping forks. Yeah, I mean, it's like an Earl's fork or, uh, or a telelever fork or whatever Honda's using yeah. on the Goldwing now than a standard telescopic fork. Like having that, you don't get the dive in it, but it also eliminates, you know, some feel, so depending on what kind of sportiness you're wanting, but that's the trade-off. I mean, that was the whole thing with the new Goldwing, right? Yeah. And what the is BMWs Vizonks? through the ages we got back v- to the 50s. Vizonks.com. <laughs> yes. Yep. So this is a little bit of a... Com- the thing that really caught my eye here was this stick-on blinker system, <laughs> yeah. which is this B-scene wireless brake light, turn signal light. It's... I love the idea. It just looks goofy. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's uh so if you I don't know if we, I think we'll probably maybe do a YouTube version of this, but if you're just listening on the podcast, it's a giant tail light turn signal assembly like you'd see on like a sport bike tail tidy that sticks onto the back of your helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and then like uh, yeah. maybe Bluetooth or uses some sort of wireless tech to uh to tap into your your motorcycle system and and replicate it on the back of your helmet. I'll tell you yeah. what, if they can do that, I would love for them to put some kind of one of those one of those scrolling LED signs on the back of my helmet where I could have custom messages. <laughs> one that says us back back the fuck up. That kind of thing. <laughs> so I love it. Like, I mean, as far as, you know, all the science behind it is, it's up high. It's visible to the cars behind you. That makes yeah. a ton of sense. It just you know, even for someone who's willing to be goofy and wear high vis and be a safety dork it's still a little too much it's a little bulky looking yeah i was teasing my friend because he loves to ride at night and he's got like lights all over his bike like every any anywhere he can affix some led strips he's got them on there and i was like <laughs> this is for you i call him the night rider <laughs> <laughs> right even he drew the line at this point he said no that's a bit much <laughs> <laughs> yes so let's is an axe. Yeah. So we're going to see just a whole stack of things. And here's, yeah, here's he, another fun crowd shot of the of one of the Chicago motorcycle clubs. Oh, guys in their leather in their leather vests. The, the, hold on. Wait, wait. The hierarchy of the tasseled order. Bunch of dentists. <laughs> the bunch of dentists. Yeah. And I, I just hadn't seen that many uh, guys wearing leather motorcycle vests and berets. <laughs> so yeah, well, the, those are more like kind of the driver caps. I mean, those are kind of beret. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, but yeah, boy. but it's uh with the Harley with the Harley patch on the back, and then, oh, the, you got the patch guy mm. with this USMC USMAF. Yeah, and he the veteran patch and Marines. So this is a lot of the accessories are very heavily to, geared towards the Harley crowd because in Chicago. And Midwest, they're very well represented. Yeah. So I mean, it's and then the, the you know you those the boots bike. are expensive. Yeah. Yeah, these were awesome. This is one of those like get the kids involved and get excited about motorcycles. These are electric driven little bicycles that they were on, and a little flat, little mini flat track they were are riding they, around. Are, are those? I don't see pedals. Are those like electric driven Strider bikes? Yep. Where you like kick and then it also pushes you along. Exactly. That That's pretty cool. I want, I want a grown-up size one of those. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. They looked fun. They looked faux fun. And this this girl was having a hard time figuring it out. She duck-walked it all the way around. But she had a smile on her face, so it was good. And we got a little kid here That's in the adorable. corner waiting That's his line to turn in line. Oh, just like, and it's, you know, early in the show. I'm still trying to get my settings figured out. So some of these are a little blurry. And this one here is the one that I really wish was in focus. This, this is Why? a little, uh, it was, I just kind of loved the, this bigger kid who really knew what he was doing and he was riding it like he was riding the flat track. He's getting his <laughs> inside foot down. And those two boys were just tearing it up around this little track. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's got his, he's got his, in, he's got an inside foot kicked out and just like swinging it around. Oh, He's nice. been waiting for the opportunity to fuck shit up 
And he was like, oh, is this a chance finally? Am I old enough now? And he's like, in in the pit, oh, whooping yeah. ass. But no, it's, you know, he, he he's, he's going to have to deal with uh, kids are basically just trying to figure it out, you know, and get the, get the ropes going. And then, so he's, yeah. but he's still having fun, yeah? Yes. So yeah, this is Allstate and sponsoring the little kid zone. They're trying to get the kids involved and get, the, you know, I know there's a lot of issue with people are worried about the future of, you know, are people actually coming into motorcycling? You know, is this something people are excited about? Or is it just older guys and this thing's going to fade away? I think they know? did a good job trying to promote that to get the younger riders interested. Well, especially like I, yeah, with the electric, I think that's... Big deal, man. You need to accept the fact that the next generation is going to be smarter. They're going to be worried about the environment. They're going to want all that. Uh, they're going to want right. green energy and they're going to want power and torque. And I mean, it's the solution is already there. Yes. And here's be able to get on a bike and, and you know sit on it and ride it around and you know that's what I always wanted to do when I was a kid is you know strap made, a lawnmower onto a bicycle get 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 going get get mobile yeah and they made it possible mm-hmm. right at the show right exactly they got to get yeah, yeah. it spark yep. the I was impressed oh, yeah. yep and they also had their adult area as well so they had both Yamaha with their electric motor or electric mountain bike. Mm-hmm. And they had some people out riding those around, getting a feel for what the pedal assist electric bicycle feels like. You know, I'll, you already know that I'm a fan of. I've got one of my own from Trek. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah, which I've ridden, and it's a fucking hoot. Like, you get on it, and it <laughs> just makes you feel like <laughs> Superman. You feel superhuman. It's so fun. Yeah. So they also had, this is what the, uh, what's the name of this? The... Discover the Ride is the name of the program they had going here. And they yeah, had the, some Zero the, motorcycles the there as well. Could, could you actually ride the Zeros? Or? Yes. Yeah, there were a couple people riding them. Um, I got a whole bunch of pictures of them. On, it was kind of a lot going on in between the photos I took here, so it was a little yeah. hard to keep track. Oh, man, so. well, you just, I didn't go to the IMS this year because it's like, it's kind of boring. I've gone for the last like whatever six years or so, and there's there wasn't a whole lot of new bikes this year that I was interested in. But if I think I feel, I feel like if I could have gotten in with some of these guys, it would have been a little more worth it. Right, and only after yeah. the IMS, all of a sudden we got the SR slash F and Buell's new project plus you know yeah. what well, makes oh, you yes. which like if they if they if they got some repping next year, that might be the oh yeah, and if uh, Harley I, actually has their live wire, that would be nice. So I almost actually kind of purposely made the decision not to try and ride the Zero because if I ride it, I have a feeling I'm going to want it. <laughs> and you, I, you, you just bought a new electric mountain bike. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm at the point where I've got to take a break <laughs> with yeah. some of this. You can't, so. you can't blame it on the broken leg drugs anymore. No, no, I can't. Yeah, that was a very convenient exp- excuse. I broke my leg. I bought an Africa twin. I broke my leg. I bought a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I was high when I boarded it online. Oh, oh, oh. man. Yeah, so. <laughs> yep. Yeah, someone else is injured. I bought a, I bought another thing. Yeah. No, I, I thought it would make him happy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh man, and this guy I took a picture of on kind of st- sitting on the Zero FX. He was so excited. He was like, "You got to take my picture. Take my picture." 
and it was because he had the most ironic shirt to wear when you're on a electric motorcycle. What's it it's say? The shirt that says "Ass Gas or Grass." <laughs> Nobody rides for free. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you just obviated the need for one of them. How are we gonna keep that phrasing? How are we gonna make that? I, I love that phrase. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, we got a gas issue. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. So now, uh, your your cost to give someone a ride is pennies. Mm. Yeah. So how much ass or grass are you getting for that ride? Ass, fast charge, or grass? <laughs> ass, mass, or grass? <laughs> juice, juice, or juice? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and the the guys from Zero—they were super helpful because Sylvia's wheelchair tires were flat, and they chased down an air pump for us. Oh wow! Nice. <laughs> So, while we were sitting there waiting for them to go chase one down, I took a bunch of pictures pictures of their motorcycles there. Yeah, the FX looks pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. I'm sort of torn on that. Like, the, what they did do, which is better than like Toyota and some. Have you guys seen the um, some of the like like the like the Toyota, like the Tacoma, and some of the other off road like trucks? I'm doing air quotes here. Trucks, um, where they do like that desert camo flat tan and then put a glossy yeah. clear coat on it so it's like gloss flat and it looks like garbage it looks like those ugly ass <laughs> shoes like yeah but like they're they do they do the, the the flat but it's actually a matte finish so that's good yeah well i do know that one of the reasons that they do clear coat it is because if you do scuff it or damage it and have to repaint it it is nearly impossible to get it to blend with the existing satin yeah. or matte well, finish. Well, that's the whole point of like the actual, like this is a tank in a war zone flat, like desert color is like, you just spray paint it with the desert, with the same 50 gallon drum of spray paint. Yeah. Yeah. You don't <laughs> care about blending or feathering. You just, you <laughs> So like, but it's like, making I don't it care gloss. if it's, it's like, how about you just make it three shades color. brighter. Just There's silver. nothing, nothing that White. bedliner can't make look just fine. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, they got a wheelie machine here at the FX or the uh, Zero. They had booth? a wheelie machine, and I think if you remember the previous years, the wheelie machine was like a hydraulic ram. Yeah. Ooh, Sylvia's wearing sparkles. Ooh. <laughs> Stripper what? dress. Yes. Ooh, hey, Tim, nice. Tim got distracted. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Very nice. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> We're recording a podcast. Be professional, sir. Sylvia, please, Sylvia should please, have please, sparkles excuse me. and nothing else, and now Tim is distracted. Yeah, I, I, so, I, Tim, I know your I know your pain, my friend. Okay, so in the in the past, the wheelie machine that they brought to these shows was a big hydraulic cylinder, a big hydraulic ram underneath the bike that would lift the bike. This year, no, they put the Zero FXS, the Supermoto. Um, electric bike and it is on a wheel roller in the back and a pivot on the back and they are actually having people do wheelies with the throttle oh that's awesome and they've got a strap on the front wheel to hold it down yeah. to keep people from going over the back so that's it was fun awesome. so yeah even with uh, you know big, big chunky guys that thing would come up well it's oh, 100% yeah, torque Huge, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I think the FXX isn't as big as like the new one, but it's still like 80, 85 pounds. Yeah, yeah, it's it's plenty. It's from zero. The, that has uh, got to be a the, hooligan machine. It'd be so fun. What did I say it was? The uh, FR slash what is it? The RF slash S. Yeah, the new one. The well, F, whatever. That. It, it that yeah. thing is a hundred and forty, one hundred and forty foot pounds torque. The the RS slash F, I think. RS slash F. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, here's guys that just got off the little test track riding the zero, and sadly, I caught the picture of the guy with his eyes closed. Oh, so, he's uh, a total control instructor. That's cool. Yep. Yep. Got he's got hundred and fifty dollar deerskin gloves. <laughs> so yeah and then we, we proceeded hitting the uh hitting the booths and talking Turn to the people oh the um, i see the rumble on ads on my instagram and facebook the, if you're hitting the booths tom like the new you, the new cycle trader if tom at any yeah, they time were you nice like people. screaming in if you see something that catches your eye that you remember like oh then you go right ahead will do yes Yep, Rumble On is an interesting one because it is like Cycle Trader, but they will also do a cash offer if you want to sell your bike and you're willing to take what they're willing to offer you. Yeah, the company so, will buy it instead of like yep. a, a buyer. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, so you don't have to mess with strangers other than the company. <laughs> Craigslist buy. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and we, we chatted with them for a while. They were pretty funny. I, you know, you never know. Sometimes you're dealing with people who work for the company or who are the company. And some of them are hired, you know, salespeople, consultants. I can't even remember what they were. I think these guys might actually be the company. But we also talked to the model who was, we got a whole lot of talk about like, yeah, she, she was fun. She was nice. Um, she was joking about me and Sylvia both getting uh, one of these suits, one of the unitards, because, because they are uh, they are apparently uh, they're waterproof oh. and quite comfortable. All right, and very soft. Um, but I said no, we would look like a bobsled team. <laughs> oh shit! And I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, well, yeah, well, especially with if you're at the thing with Sylvia's wheelchair, you can like actually bobsled right? down the thing. Absolutely, yeah. And I, Sylvia was a trooper. I, I had her there for five and a half, six hours. So, yeah, yeah it was it was good that she had, had the chair. So it was. Yeah. Well, that's right. And if you're just tuning in, if you're a new listener, so Tim's so his his uh, his his uh, significant is uh, has has MS. So she has like a a wheelchair walker hybrid thing for when when it kicks in and she can't quite get around as easily as she maybe wants to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially something like this where you're just standing about and you're kind of shuffling around and it's, mm-hmm. it's just you're so not much fully easier. active. It's like way, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's one of those ones s- where like you get that feeling like when your hips hurt because you're just kind of shuffling, you're not actually walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not taking a natural stride. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's draining when you're, when you're fully able-bodied, let alone having a, you know, Something like MS or some other mobility okay, issue. This girl, this girl. Now, look, b- b- to back up a second away, you guys are talking about. I'll tell you right now. I know for a fact that uh, Sylvia could whoop this girl's ass, but this girl 
Look, I don't know. You see the you see the snakes on this girl. She's got uh, that's the what I was gonna say. Going. I I don't. <laughs> I personally, I mean, I'm complimenting Sylvia on that. I personally don't want to mess with this chick. She she <laughs> looks like that is one badass gal. The hardcore <laughs> Dionese, the night whoever was hosting the Dionese booth, right? Well, th- that maybe yep. my a friend of mine runs a, a Dionese store in Chicago. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. Sometimes shout it out. is uh, it's local store reps that'll run these. Yeah, shout out to Michaela. Michaela, uh, I, I don't have his last name in front of me. Michaela is a fellow MSF instructor, but he operates the Danese store in Chicago. He may have had something mm. to do with this booth. Whoever this girl is, I want you to well, tell it looks her. Like she, she might be corporate. It looks like her name badge says uh, Stacy something. Stacy Reiser. Reiser. Yeah, Trav. Danese USA. Hey, Trav, yeah. what's your tattoo yeah. say? What does my tattoo? What does her tattoo say? Yeah, <laughs> or my tattoo? W I didn't something. say. I can't. I know what it. your tattoo says. Your tattoo's awesome, but her. I can't. It, I can't make any sense of that. It, it, it looks says, like Travis. It, I'm looking for you, and when I find you, not, you better be ready. It looks like it's in like Cyrillic or something. Like she's like a hardcore Eastern European Russian babe or something. <laughs> she's, she's a can of whoop ass, is what she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> This is, is this, if you can read this, we're making love or I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> yeah. Column A, column B, or maybe both. There's probably a C. Uh, go on. <laughs> there's a blurry, there's a blurry line in there somewhere, but, <laughs> yeah, but we have a you guys know I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the safety stuff. And I'm, I'm a little bit of a safety dork and I would really love for the airbag tech to come down in price. They that, have she, not just is their she demoing the airbag tech in this. Photo? Yeah, yeah, that's what she's pointing at and talking about. Is the this is the race model jacket, you know, yeah. the track jacket. Yeah, but they D-air, also have yeah. a they have a street version as well that they've got developed. Yeah.